Checkpoints, the video game book club podcast. Today we're discussing Brothers, Tale of Two Sons. I'm your host, Marcus, and joining me today, as always, are the homies. First off, we have Trevor. What's going on? Next, we have Dante. Objection. The wrong game, man. (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least, we got the homie, Greg. Yo. All right, so uh, as I said, we are going to be talking about Brothers, Tale of Two Sons, and this is the first of uh, Trevor's game for the month of April, so I'm going to kick it to him so he can introduce the game. All right, this is going to be pretty brief because um, this is the first game that was developed by uh, Starbury Studios, and so there wasn't much history before this game, I guess. But um, it was developed by Starbreeze in... And they might sound familiar because we just played their 2012 game, Syndicate. They also developed that game. Um, Brothers of Tale of Two Sons was released in August 2013 on Xbox 360. It was a part of the final Summer of Arcade that they had. And the Summer of Arcade was a showcase that featured arcade and indie games um, that were on 360. And then it would eventually release on PC, PS3, PS4, Xbox One, iOS, and Android. Um, The project was a collaboration with Swedish film director Joseph Ferris, and he might sound familiar if you watched the Game Awards. He had the infamous F the Oscar speech. Um, And then I think that's pretty much it as far as the game's background and development. Um, it was well received and praised among most critics and back in January 2015 it sold 800,000 copies before the IP was sold to the publisher 505 Games and I pretty much chose this game because at the time when I played it it was probably the most emotional video game at least story wise that I can remember playing because um, usually puzzle games, they don't really need like an engrossing story to get you invested in it. Um, and these developers were able to to deliver a, a good balance of gameplay and narrative. And the game is like super imaginative. It gets dark. And then the developers were able to fit all of that into a very succinct package. So that's why this game kind of stood out to me. And I think it's a really good game. Like when somebody asks you, um, you know, what should they play? You know, it's a good game to recommend to a lot of people. Okay. Um, and did you did you say what system you played it on? I played it, originally I played it when it came out on 360. Um, but this time I played it on Xbox One. Okay, cool, cool. Um, what what did the rest of you guys play on? What systems you guys played on? Uh, the first time I played it was on uh, Xbox 360, but... This time my Xbox and three six or Xbox One and three sixty are boxed up now, so I just played on PC. Gotcha. Played it on PC as well. I think this is the very first game that we've are going to cover that we all played previously. And this is a relatively short game, so I'm assuming we all beat it as well. Uh I, I originally played this on three sixty and I busted out my three sixty again to play it this time. Um one of the things uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to come back to this after we're done talking about the game, <clears throat> but the puzzle uh, aspect of this game, I, I kind of want to pick your guys' brains on that, and I don't know if it's right to do it now, 
so we can just kind of open up with the game and just talk about the game, and then we can swing back around and talk about that later. Um, so uh, the game starts off, and it shows like a, a cutscene, and it's um, it's a, a boy sitting at a grave, and then you see he has a, a flashback, and it's a flashback of uh, a woman uh, drowning, and you don't really know... Uh, do they, they don't explicitly say like their relationship does it no they don't they don't say anything or they they say some things but yeah not like saying. literally right <laughs> <laughs> um but uh i think that opens up and then you see this woman drown and so you're like oh well he's sitting at the grave of this woman And uh, I think it cuts out of that. And then he's getting called by an uh, older looking boy. And um, they, there's a sick man with them and they have to basically wheel him to the doctor. And this is, I guess, like the opening tutorial of the game. And it, I I think it's um, pretty effective. Uh, I'm gonna start with you, Greg. How did you feel about the, that opening tutorial sequence with the, basically learning the controls of the game and ex- explain that as well. Um, so the control scheme of the game is basically each brother is uh, controlled by uh, one of the analog sticks. So I think the older brother's left analog stick and uh, the younger one's right. Um, so at the beginning of the game, you're basically willing, I believe your father um, to the doctor. Um, so he's sick. And, um, there's a few puzzles involved. There's like a, a switch puzzle that you have to interact with to get him to the doctor. And I believe you have to, the older brother also has to hoist up the younger brother, um, to get to another platform. Um, but basically, uh, most of the puzzles are kind of, uh, switch, uh, you know, basically switch puzzles and, uh, kind of plays on that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Pretty much, like you said, you you control each character with the analog, and I believe there's only like one button, like there's an action button with each of those characters to interact with the environment or like a switch or something, right? Yeah, yeah. So they they also have like one of the triggers assigned to them as well. Yeah. So like something simple like willing your father, you each have to pick up a side of, or it's almost like a gurney actually, and you each kind of have to pick a side of. Uh, the gurney and you have to interact with it by hitting the action button with one character and the other so you're holding those buttons down as you're controlling each of the characters individually with the analog sticks and um that i've played this game before and i you know like i like to think that i'm like coordinated but it is kind of wonky to get used to and i don't know if i ever really... was it a little bit harder than you remembered it yeah, yeah oh for sure i was I, I i was thinking was i the only person playing this just saying this doesn't like it seemed way easier or maybe i remember it being way easier um, to as navigate far as both brothers at once i remember that being kind of like a smooth experience but this time around like i don't want to say it was hard it wasn't hard the game's not hard but I, in my memory of things, I just felt kind of clunky, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, to me, it felt like the closer you get to the end of the game, the more used to the controls you get, you get more familiar with them. So I think by the time you finish, you feel like you finally mastered the controls. But 
every time you start this game over, since it's been a while since we've all played it, it's like we're all starting from square one where we weren't as familiar with the controls again. So that might be why uh, we might seem to remember that we were better at it than, than we are now. I think even up to the end, I was still like fumbling a little bit. I a hundred percent agree with that. Like, uh, I think we were kind of remembering the end of the game and thinking how smooth it was. But, uh, one of the things, I guess like tricks or whatever that I, I did was I would find my characters, you know, moving in totally opposite directions or something like that, because you don't think about it. Like normally when you're playing a video game, you're using one joystick to move and the other one to, uh, look around so you're never really doing the same thing in tandem and this game you kind of want to move the brothers at the in the same general direction so it's a little bit of like a, a brain challenge or whatever and like sometimes i'd have to like basically mentally say okay make them do the same thing and then i'd have to like mentally reset my finger or you know physically reset my fingers and then kind of like okay they're both going right now i'm going to shift them going up or whatever so i had to play some tricks on my on myself in order to get them to cooperate earlier on. But like, as Trevor said, as we, as the game progressed and, you know, we got some time into it, I was able to get back into the swing of things. Um, uh, yes. And then, um, the other thing I wanted to ask too was, um, or I wanted to point out was that throughout this, this entire game, um, these characters are speaking like basically nonsense, gibberish. They're not saying actual words. They're they're speaking a type of a, I think they said it was a fictional language is what they're speaking. And to me, it sounded very similar to what like The Sims talk. And if you ever played any of those games, so like it's a lot of like, you know, they're making sound effects and everything, but they're also um, they're they don't really officially have names. But I I wrote down like. Ai and Nai or something like that. Nai and Naya. Um, I think those are the two boys' names. I don't remember who is who. I think it's Naya is the older brother and Nai is the younger brother. But I think probably for the sake of this podcast and to avoid confusion, we should just say like big brother, little brother. That'll probably Thank make, you. Yeah, that that'll probably make things a lot easier. <laughs> Left um, hand, right hand. <laughs> right? <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, kind of uh, going a little bit back to what Greg was saying, uh, you, you're, the opening sequence, that tutorial section, you basically will your father into this doctor's office or this doctor at this village. Um, uh, and along the way, you're, you're learning like some of the, the puzzles and how to move the characters independently, how to um, interact with the environment and like how to like solve some of these puzzles that you basically are going to be solving throughout the entirety of the game. Um, basically what it looks like, what the doctor tells you is that your father is dying and there's only one cure for whatever illness he, um, is, uh, suffering from. And so he basically hands you to, uh, a map and basically points at the map and tells you, you have to go to this location in order to find whatever the thing is that will cure your father. And then basically you two are off on an adventure. And uh, um, so I guess at this point you make your way through town. And this is when you kind of get a feel for the personalities of the brothers. 
So uh, they each can independently react with uh, or interact with uh, in the environment and with people and with animals and things. So the older brother, he's the one that's charged with carrying the map. So he's presumably more responsible. And so like a lot of times when he's interacting with people, he shows them the map and is basically like asking them for directions on where to go. Whereas when you have the younger brother do it, he's more like a jokester when he interacts with people. So he's playing like pranks on people. He's breaking things. He's just being a little bit immature. So it kind of shows like the two personalities of these two. Is, um, that's when they kind of show through is like when they're interacting with the environment or interacting with um, people. And um, I want to say this also introduces um, benches, right? Like, I think this is the first section that has benches, and uh, I think they use benches. And it's really weird, because this game, it doesn't really have, like, a... It doesn't have, like, a setting, or, like, a... a It's not, like, a... It's not real life. It's, like, a fantasy land. It's almost like... Like, Mordor, right? Where, Where the hobbits live. Like this, this entire world is set in like a similar setting. Would you guys say? Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, there's definitely like yeah. a fantasy tone to it. I think it's worth mentioning the aesthetic of the game. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, they they play it to great effect with these benches and like yeah, you can you can talk about it, Dante. Like I think every chapter this game has like seven chapters. Every chapter has one, at least one bench where you both can sit the brothers down and just kind of take in the view. And, like, these are some of, like, the prettiest, like, views I've seen in a... I don't want to say seen in a game, but, like... Bro, those god rays, though. (laughs) They look so nice. Yeah, go go ahead and talk about it, Dante. Talk about it. Yeah, so the game, it's based off of... I don't want to say realistic proportions. Like, the people look cartoony but not to an exaggerated extent I guess it's a very stylized thing a lot of bright colors a lot of a lot of green a lot of verdant forest um, a lot of bright skies you go to a couple different sceneries so there's like an ice area a dungeon like cave area nighttime nighttime that's one of the other big things the lighting in this game kind of amazed me in a way I wasn't expecting it to. Everything's just very well lit. Every single set piece is very curtailed to the environment that you're in. And I think they do a really good job of um, capturing the visual I guess coup de gras they were going for. Each chapter has a really specific color palette as well that um, it changes. Like It's a very distinct change when you once you go from chapter to chapter. And I guess, like, the closest thing that I could compare it to is maybe, like, I haven't even played this game, but World of Warcraft, it, it seems to be in that kind of vein for an art style. And um, the game has some very heavy tonal shifts that we'll get into, and that's also reflected in the art. I, I even like, and this is... Uh... <laughs> When you have those sequences where you're kind of inching your way, like, on off the edge of a cliff, you know, with your back to some boulders, and you're kind of, like, 
slowly walking uh, around an edge or something. And then the way the camera just pans. And so you can kind of see, like, either the back... I guess it depends on where they're inching by. But you can either see the background and it just makes it look, like, more, like... I don't know. It's really weird because you're in a... You can't, like... The you can't fall or you can't like fall off, but it does a good job of like creating some type of tension because a lot of times uh, they either show like how far the drop would be if you guys could fall, or um, they show just like oh wow this is like a super dope view and here you are in this like this is a super scenic dope view and you guys are like narrowly you know. Uh, getting by this this cliff and avoiding death, and it's kind of like a really interesting juxtaposition between the two. Um, I guess we can. Uh, I think from here, um, so you you're. I think the opening sequence or this when you're in this town, you're basically being like you're trying to get on your way on the journey, you know, get on the path. And like this younger boy or this, this boy, he's kind of preventing you guys. He's playing pranks on you and preventing you guys from going on. So there's like a kind of like a drawn out sequence where you have to, uh, work, you know, uh, this is another tutorial sequence almost where you and your, you kind of get a better handle on the things that you and your brother can do. And, to try to take on this bully that's preventing you guys from moving forward. That's a pretty cool sequence. And then uh, once you get out of town, I think this is when you kind of find out a little bit more about the character. Uh, and you find out that the younger brother, because of the traumatic experience of uh, this woman drowning, uh, he cannot swim. Or he's, like, afraid of swimming. So... Um, the only way you can progress through any type of situation where you have to swim is the older brother. He can jump in the water. The younger brother jumps in after him, but then he has to grab onto the older brother. So you're like basically not doing anything. You're just holding on with the younger brother while you, you know, move whatever direction with the older brother. Um, I guess, uh, that like, how, how do you guys feel? Like, I guess at this point, it kind of becomes clear that it's like, oh, like, that woman meant more to him than they let on. So, at that point, do you guys, what are you guys thinking about her? Like, at that point, I'm like, oh, that's their mom. Yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty apparent from the beginning, especially with the dad being the, I guess, main source of the journey and stuff like that. Like, him being sick. And it's like, oh, where's the mother to, like, Try to stop them from going on this perilous journey. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> you right. <laughs> um, but uh, you you end up getting a little bit further along on the path, and you meet this this like giant, um, who's basically almost like a uh, an orc like creature. He's like like Dante was saying, all these other characters, the humans are like kind of proportional to the world. And these characters are super exaggerated. They have super, super long uh, limbs. Well, specifically, it's long arms. Like, um, their arms basically almost drag on the ground. And uh, this or, uh, giant, he basically... You you kind of show him the map and, like, he, you, you ask for his help. And he 
helps you um, progress through the rest of the level where he's like becoming the bridge the um, to bridge the gap between two cliffs or he's like launching you guys uh, up over a, a wall or something like that. And I, I, it was a pretty cool sequence. Um, he's, he's very intimidating looking, but ultimately he ends up being like a, a sweetheart. Right. Um, and from there, Trevor, you want to pick up with chapter two? Yeah, sure. So, um, once you get the, the giant or the ogre, whatever he is, um, he picks you up and he jumps down into like an underground cavern and you fall into water. And as soon as you get out of the water, um, you swim and, and come up to what is like an underground mining, um, facility or something like that. There's a lot of, um, like mechanical stuff like gears and lifts and everything. Um, and you're, you basically make your way through there. And this is where there's a, there, these are distinctly puzzles. Like, you know, it's, I can't think of another word to call them. Like before they weren't necessarily, um, puzzles per se, but these are, are definitely, um, puzzles. Like you have to, one almost teaches you how to move a couch. I don't know if y'all remember that part where both of you have to grab an end of a pillar or something. Yeah, like a, a log or something. Yeah, to... and you have to move it through a maze and, and attach or um, stop this gear from moving in order to get across a bridge. And so this was probably, as far as the puzzles in this game, this was probably my favorite area. And I just remember when I first played this game, I was hoping the entire game was going to be like this, like where the puzzles just get increasingly more difficult. What What do you think about like? Um, I I I I'm agree with you because like the the first sequence that we played, like chapter one and everything, it was mostly like hit this switch, this thing will happen. It was kind of like just move this character here move that character there, interact with this thing, that character gets moved, and, like, there's less puzzle aspect. It's more like just hitting this checkpoint and doing the thing and advancing. Um, Do you feel like... I don't know. Uh, uh, (laughs) It it reminds me a lot. Are you saying that this game is Papo and Yoen? Yes! Yes! And it was... It's it's good and bad. I was trying not to say it. Someone had to say it. Like, it's good I mean, only only the first chapter, though. Like, I think this second chapter, once you get into the cavern, it really starts throwing some puzzles at you. Like, these I, can clearly be defined as puzzles. And like, even I, the part I, with the the part with I, I, the part with I, the rabbits and the the sheep that was clearly a puzzle. Like, you had to figure that out. Like, okay, I need. I don't to, even remember what you're talking about. The, the rabbits and the sheep thing were uh, achievements that Trevor did. Um, they weren't part of the main game. They were like, oh, if you... One of the cool things about this game is the achievements are super obscure. And so, like, they don't tell you anything about um, the activity or how to earn them or unlock them, I guess you could say. So, like, you might just happen into some side area and, like... This game is very, very linear. In the so system. you're saying this is like Super Brothers, the Lost Levels, never came out in the U.S. Like, is that how far, how deep I need to get into this? To- no, 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 not at all. Like, the game is very linear. 
like you pretty much go from point A to point B to point C all the way down. But there are some times like there's like, oh, at this point you veer off to the right instead of the left. And there's the one side thing on this entire chapter. And it just so happens to be that if you do this one task or two tasks or whatever, then you will get an achievement. So like one of the things Trevor was talking about was um, I think there was like five rabbits hopping in this pit at some point and four of the five of them were like dark because there was like some type of ash or coal or something in the middle of this pit and you basically had to go in pick up the rabbit drop it in the ash and it would get dark like the other ones and you get the achievement right trevor racism <laughs> this one's not like the other you gotta make them the same <laughs> but no but yeah I was- I was referring more to like the the bridge, like you have to go and pick up the sheep so that it'll um, turn the little hamster wheel and pull down the bridge. Uh, is that a puzzle? Yes, like, yes, yes. <laughs> like yes, it is. Part of part of me, it kind of like, and this is like, I think it's just apples and oranges. But like when I think of a puzzle, I think of something that you can kind of like fail and have to try over again. And I don't necessarily feel like this game does that. But don't get me wrong, Papa Yo, for the most part, didn't either. And I think this game is more, like, mind-bending or, like, tries your tries you harder than Papa Yo does. But I'm, like, still, like, oh, if Papa Yo, like, skirts the line of being a puzzle, like, and I feel like maybe it's not, this one skirts the line and it kind of is to me, I guess. But- I'm about to say that's like a low bar to pass, though, isn't it? Like, it did, is. did you spend, okay? Uh, real talk. We're gonna be real. All of us are gonna be real right now. Did anybody spend more than a minute not moving, trying to think about a puzzle? No, I, I don't think that's like a good gauge of if it's something is a puzzle. I sure do. I was about to say I played. We all played this game before, so it's kind of hard to to determine can... like how long you spend on each part. You can definitely fail at certain things in this in this puzzle or in this game. You can definitely fail at certain challenges, I guess you can say. But I still don't necessarily like. I don't know. It's almost like it makes me think of almost like a like a calling a platformer a puzzle. Like 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 there's one of my favorite puzzle puzzles in this game is reminds me of Donkey Kong Country. But I wouldn't call the level that it reminds me of in Donkey Kong Country a puzzle level, if that makes any sense. It's almost like having like like a football board game or something. It reminds you of football, but it's not really football. And, okay, I know I'm sounding mean. I think this game is good, and... Um, I just wouldn't call them puzzles. Like, I'm fine with them. Like, I just I, wouldn't I, call them puzzles. I think this chapter specifically, because it's everything's so mechanical, you have to figure out how things work. And I think that's what makes a puzzle a puzzle, is before you can solve it, you have to figure out its system. And, like, once you figure out, okay, I have to hold this lever down so that the little brother can run up to this point and jump up and hold onto the rope, and then I can run over to the next one and activate this so it opens up. I think that's still a puzzle. It's not an interactive or whatever we called it. On I was about Papa to say, Leo. this sounds a lot like an interactable. No, I, I, I'll give Trevor that. I'll give Trevor that, because uh, I, I definitely think like this chapter specific does introduce some things where it's like, 
not only do you interact with these things, but you got to figure out how to move them to a certain, like with the log to stop the gear, you have to go through that maze or the corridor or whatever, and you have to go at it a specific way in order to clear it, in order to stop the gear. And like you said too, with like holding on to the rope and making sure you don't, you know, you open up the, the next gate before the other brother goes, otherwise they're going to run into the thing and die or whatever. So I, I do feel them. I feel it's like puzzle in the most base, like to me, like I said, it skirts the line. I feel like it is definitely more of a puzzle game than Papa Yo. But I feel like, like I said, if Papa Yo is like on the threshold of being like, if this is not quite a puzzle game, I feel like this is just barely is a puzzle game, personally. But that's not a knock. Like, it's still a good game. I think where it's towing the line, in my mind, a puzzle is something that you don't know the solution just by looking at it. And I felt like with, I'd say, 75% of the content in this game when you look at it you essentially know the answer you might have to figure out a couple mechanical things like do i need to hold lt or rt here or like figuring out a little bit of how the controls will work for the thing but normally when you see a bridge it's a bridge of some sort and it's it's more figuring out how the game wants you to control the bridge at that point like Real talk, I think maybe, let me know if this is how you guys feel, but maybe controlling these two brothers was a little bit more difficult than the puzzles themselves. Was that, like, part of the challenge? And why? Do you think that might be a case, uh, the reason why? Um, I don't know, because, like, for me, I got over that part by just making sure I had the big brother on the left and the little brother on the right. Yeah. And... Like, once I pretty much got that down. I, I don't necessarily mean, like, when you're not just in the in the world. I mean, like, when you were actually doing the puzzle, I think that was part of the challenge was the, the I fact think that what you're he's saying two is characters. The, the brothers were the puzzle rather than the puzzle being the puzzle. It's almost like, well, what if we gave you this real-life event thing that you already know how to solve, but now you need to... Do like it a, in video game form with two people. A three-legged race. That's the mechanism. A three-legged race. You can walk from line to line. You can do this race no problem. You can sprint it. But if we tie somebody else's leg to you, then it becomes an issue. And you got to teamwork it. And like that's when the challenge happens, right? I, yeah, I could agree with that. And, and I don't want to go too far ahead. But I guess you can kind of notice that later on as well. Yeah. Um. Not trying to and I think that's a really cool swear. like video game convention. <laughs> I mean, like... so I've been playing um, The Witness the past few days now, and of course we can all agree The Witness is a puzzle game. So each part of The Witness gives you a small puzzle that kind of teaches you the mechanics, like what each little square does, and then you get to the bigger puzzles that are much more difficult that you have to apply that same system to. That's basically what Brothers is doing. It teaches you, okay, this brother is small. He can fit into the small spaces. Um, this brother is, is big. He can pull down the, the heavy levers. So, like, you know, to get back to Chapter 2, um, you get to the part where you have to um, free the 
the ogres or the giants um companion his his wife and you have to get the little brother to sneak through um the the gate in order to steal the keys only the little brother can do that like you can try with the big brother but he's just not going to do it and that takes you learning that system um in order to understand how to complete that puzzle you're right i think that's what like i don't that's what Marcus was kind of getting at with the brothers being the mechanism of the puzzle rather than like the, I guess, environment being the puzzle, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was saying because like, I, I think when I was saying fighting, I was like kind of alluding to like when you both had to, you know, pick something up or whatever, you were kind of like, Oh, this is weird. I have to hold two triggers down and move these joysticks kind of together, but also independently a little bit to get around this corner. But then in these segments where like, Oh, the younger brother has to do this thing. He has to be the bait essentially, or they have to like at this point. Uh, so, um, I guess going back to it, uh, it's it's the Giants woman, right? <laughs> his, his girlfriend or whatever, his wife. It seems like it. Yeah, and she's like trapped in a cage. Her, You have to st- steal her key, like Trevor said, from the guard. Um, and you steal it, open up the gate, and she's free. She gets out. He finds out that she's free, and then he comes into the room and he's like uh trying to attack you guys so at that point you pretty much have to be the bait as the younger boy and kind of lead him into the cage and sneak out the back end because only you can sneak out of it or squeeze out of it and basically the bigger brother closes the door on him and the, the the puzzle i guess in that instance is basically i don't figuring that out but like it's not it's oh my god i feel so bad <laughs> i mean a, par- a part of it too is, is like you said before controlling the brothers because you kind of have to do it simultaneously yeah yeah but like it's you're 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 going through the motions though man <laughs> like i feel so bad saying that but say it like you're just going through the motions though like you already know what you have to do before the like the 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 challenge starts yeah, it's pretty established what each brother is capable of early on in the game. So it's like you don't. There's not much of a. Uh, you don't put on a that thinking that emoji face. Yeah, 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 and like I don't think that's bad. I like part of me agrees with Trevor that the game like I didn't play the witness, but I know enough about it to know that yeah, you learn the basic puzzle, then they um, extrapolate and like they basically make more and more advanced versions of that original puzzle to like, you know, basically teach you about how to solve it this way, teach you how to solve it this way, teach you how to solve it this way. Then you kind of apply all those aspects and that logic for in a more advanced puzzle. But for me, like the game doesn't get to the advanced part. Like everything is just the baseline. Okay. This is one of those puzzles where you have to split the brothers up. Okay. This is one of the puzzles where you have to do the brothers together. Okay. This is one of the puzzles where the little brother has to do this thing. So then he can get the bigger brother here. And like, they don't really like get more advanced than that to me. So like, I, I do think it's fun to play the game, 
But at the same time, too, I kind of, like, I, I agree with Trevor that these are puzzles, but I agree with Dante that, like, um, you don't go in there like, okay, what do I do here? You kind of just go into the thing and kind of go through the motions after a while. It's like, oh, well, I see this thing. Big brother goes here, tosses up the little brother. I got to find some switch or drop down some rope, get the big brother up. Bam, we're good. So they seem more like obstacles than puzzles, if that makes sense. I think that's a good word. So you're saying they're not puzzles. <laughs> there are puzzles. <laughs> there are puzzles. I just don't think that all of these are puzzles. I think some of them are more popularly yo-ish than others. Can I just that, say yeah. this is not how I envisioned this conversation going? Right? It's like right. trying to define what is and what is not a puzzle. I feel bad. It's really profound I, things that you can only do on missed checkpoints. I think we're like, we all like the game and we have played it previously. And I think we're kind of nitpicking this one thing. And, like, maybe we're going a little too hard on this one thing in the game that we otherwise do enjoy. And maybe we should, like, I don't know, maybe keep talking about the game. <laughs> so, they're talking about things we enjoyed and things that might have happened to other people that they might not have enjoyed. Did anybody feel bad for locking up that um, ogre after... Um, so pretty much, like, you get the lady ogre out of the cage, and then you put her captor into that same cage. And at the time, it seems like you're pretty much just letting him rot alive in it. So I kind of felt bad. You, you felt bad about liberating somebody? I didn't feel bad <laughs> about liberating somebody. Let's not put words in people's mouths. I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> I felt bad about leaving the dude there. Even oh, though he had wronged. What did she do, though? You know? What did she do? To be... We don't know. <laughs> you know, there could be an entire side story. Maybe Brothers 2, A Tale of Two Ogres. We'll go into that. It's like that meme where that dude's like, you know, free my man, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, your dude killed ten people. What are you talking about? Like, he deserves to be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, with the way women deceive in this game... Maybe that you know you Whoa. might be onto something. Hmm. Let's 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 hold off on that. For so a bit. I, I'm not. I don't want to spoil the the rest of the chapters, but is this the only chapter that actually has like a seemingly happy ending to it? Probably um, no. no. Wait, well, I'm trying to think of what else. I feel like the chapter, um, the next chapter. Um, where the boy, the younger brother, sees his their mom is a good chapter. Isn't that how that you mean? Happens? And then he wakes up and realizes that. That's... Hey, no, he said <laughs> chapter end. He said chapter end. <laughs> he had a good dream. It was all a dream. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess this might be the only one. I I, I never thought about it like that, but um. Yeah, you're probably right. Tonally, it definitely gets darker the further you get in. Um, eventually, uh, you you free the um, you free the lady giant, trap the other hit her captor. She finally comes back and decides to help you now. So she lifts you up. You guys go to the next room in the dungeon, and the dude he kind of pops up out of nowhere. The guy he. He wasn't captive, uh, captured for long. 
he frees himself and he basically you're you're in a boss battle and um the uh it, i think mm, mm, mm. is it really a boss battle oh boy <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it a boss battle because you had to hit him four times uh, or do four. I was about to say he has to run in something. Right? Yeah, yeah. He, he has to, you have to hit him four times. He pretty much has to take him. himself out. Hey, you have to hit him four times in order to defeat him. Uh, so the, the puzzle basically is like one brother's at a, the, one brother's at a switch, the older brother, and then the younger brother is the bait and he basically has to make him run into these columns or something and um uh once he knocks those four columns down then the switch now opens up a pit in the middle of the floor and you're gonna have to bait the the dude in there and then (laughs) he's like holding on to both edges for dear life and uh both brothers run to either side of his fingers and lift up his fingers (laughs) and then he goes falling to his death and like my favorite slash the weirdest part about this is um, when you first get into that room that the lady giant sees the dude giant that helped you get into the dungeon and they're a, a couple they're, they're items so they kind of meet up with each other and they embrace kiss and all that blah 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 and then they just watch you get attacked by a fellow giant and so they just casually watch two little boys kill this giant and it was so weird to me because, like, obviously they're, like, in... It's almost like... These creatures almost look like Dobby from Harry Potter, the good ones, and the bad ones look like more evil versions of that, of the elves, the elves in um, Harry Potter. But they're the same race. And, like, they... Instead of helping the boys just escape and let that dude live, they just, just straight up just watch him kill this this fellow giant as they're just embracing each other. And that was really weird to me. So what was weird to me about this scene was what was the giant doing before we went and rescued his wife? It wasn't he like crying at the table or something or his house. He was just chilling. Yeah, he was crying. Why why didn't he just go get her himself? Bruh, like he couldn't fit in the cage. Hey, well, there you go. There's one thing. He needed the brothers. <laughs> I when when I saw him crying, I was assuming that she was dead. But I, I don't know. Maybe I was the only person thinking that. Maybe the other ogre or giant was stronger, and I don't know. Maybe he was scared. <laughs> I don't know. It was just maybe really he was weird. feeling some stuff, man. You know, sometimes you you just don't have that energy. Um, but yeah, I thought that was weird. Uh, um, so ultimately after you just kill that giant, um, uh, the giants kind of, you walk out the dungeon, the giants kind of wave goodbye and you kind of go your separate ways and that kind of ends chapter two. Um, so that's like the, the happy ending chapter, as Trevor said, right after you brutally kill, (laughs) not brutally, but after you kill something, that's when you have a happy ending, which is kind of weird to say. Um, uh, the third, the third chapter, I think it starts off with you waking up, and this is the nighttime uh, chapter, and you're kind of in these spooky woods, and uh, you're you're awakened by wolves, um, and I think they actually do a good job of like, um, kind of how we were saying, like the way the visuals are, 
it's like you wake up and you the older brother wakes up and you're sleeping around a campfire and he pulls like a a piece of wood that's lit out of the fire and he kind of uses it as a torch and he wakes the other brother and you see like a bunch of eyes like kind of walking closer you can't see what the creatures are but you can just see these eyes walking closer to you and like uh the torch only like shows like a very uh small radius of the path and like these creatures are just descending upon you as you guys are trying to walk along this path and you got to occasionally have to bat the uh uh the torch around to kind of get them away from you and uh what what did you guys think of this this segment especially with the lighting uh Dante how do you feel about it this puzzle this puzzle this 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 <laughs> sequence was the only spot that I died I think really so I was a little surprised I think I went I guess I got too close to the wolf I can't remember what exactly happened I thought it was going to give me a like button prompt and it didn't and that's pretty much how that went down. I think I ended up taking a couple, I guess, not, I guess not really deaths, but, um, but anyway, a couple times because the first thing I thought was I was supposed to lure one of them with uh, the other, I guess. So lure the wolf with one of the kids, but obviously that's kind of, kind of weird. But anyway, that's what I, what, that's what I thought. And then the other time was I was just walking both of them within the uh within the uh uh the torch and i thought that was all you needed to do but you had to actually kind of wave the torch to try and scare them off yeah i think i died the same way as greg one time because i was kind of walking the two brothers side by side and then i had the big brother swing the torch and when he swings the torch he actually stops moving but since I was still holding on to the, the sticks to, to keep moving them, the little brother was still moving forward, and I actually ended up moving him towards the wolf. Oh, uh, well, I died a bunch of times at this part, just because, like, in the very beginning, I didn't realize that you could swing the torch. So, like, I was walking towards the, like, along the wolves, and I was figured that once they get close enough to the light, that they would just kind of back off. But that was not the case, and I was like, what the heck? Like, I think I died, like, two or three times, and I'm like, why Why are they attacking me? I have the, the light on me, and then I realized, oh, I have to swing the torch around in order to back them off, and from then I, uh, I got it. Um, but, uh, so this, this whole sequence, you're, you're going through this, this wooded, spooky area, and you end up getting, I think, to this, like, super small church and, like, this friar, this this monk. Uh, you bang on his door and he kind of comes out and he shows you um, your destination or he kind of points you along this path. And you end up uh, being followed by a wolf and you kind of get chased off this cliff and uh, end up in another sequence Um and I think this is this is one of my favorite parts because it reminded me of Donkey Kong. Um, there's these like creepy trees that they kind of come alive and they kind of swipe at you if you get too close to them. So there was a sequence where the older brother was um, holding on to like a super long vine or something, and you had to walk him sideways. And then the younger brother was holding on to the vine, and he could pull himself up or lower himself. And you kind of had to like avoid the trees that were growing out of the the cliff in order to grab that were trying to grab the boy, 
and that I I, I don't know. I, it, it wasn't like a super difficult sequence. You just held left with one brother and you moved up and down with the other. But I I like that was cool to me because it was like okay these two brothers are doing something differently and like I'm actively doing this and versus like one brother's just standing there just pulling a switch and the other brother is doing something else. Um, I think it's worth mentioning like that's one of the few cases in that game up to that point where there's like a sense of danger like oh I might actually mess this up. Yeah. Well I think it gets it a puzzle is something you can fail. <laughs> well, then, I, then if that's the case, then all the puzzles from here on you can fail. So it becomes a puzzle game from chapter three on, right? <laughs> if, if Donkey Kong's a puzzle, I guess this is a puzzle too. No, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is the reason why I didn't. <laughs> I think the reason. <laughs> see, there are certain things in this game I know aren't puzzles. Like they seem more of like adventure type sequences. Like, yes. yeah, you can fail. Like, it's like a Tomb Raider or Uncharted game where you're basically traversing this area and you have to go in a very specific path. So, these may not be considered puzzles, I guess. I don't consider them a puzzle, but, like, I... That's kind of why I brought it up, because, like, when I was trying to think of, like, any type of game where I would consider something like a puzzle in a game that is not a puzzle game, like, I think of, like, Resident Evil, where it's, like, those puzzles where you have to shine a light on from one mirror to another mirror to another mirror in order to hit this gym and open up the door or whatever, like, I consider that a puzzle, and there's not anything like that here. It's more almost like, I don't want to say, like, a fetch quest or whatever, but, like, the one where you had to stop the gear was a puzzle, uh, the one where you had to pull the switch and hold on to the rope was a puzzle. This was not a puzzle, but there was more of a sense of danger in it that you could die. So there was like a fail state for this. Whereas those others, it was just kind of like, oh, well, you just got to eventually get this thing. Well, eventually get this thing to work. And I don't know. Like, uh, I, I like this sequence of the game because I thought the environment was very interesting and being a huge Donkey Kong fan, that kind of just reminded me of Donkey Kong. Um, and uh, it was one of the more, like, the the one of the sequences that more stood out for me, mostly because of the environment. And just, like, this is, like, the first, besides the wolf, this is, like, one of the few times that there's a sense of danger where if I do mess up, um, I'm going to die. And um, I think the way that the chapter ends is you ultimately fall into the water and that's where you have that dream sequence that I was alluding to with the younger boy seeing like their mom. And I guess that's a, <laughs> it's not really a happy ending because you find out that your mom's not there, as Dante said. Um, Trevor, you want to take it from here? Um, so you want me to go after, um, go into the next chapter? Sure, sure. Okay, so after that scene, um, the dream sequence... Um, you basically uh, continue on after you get out of the water and you realize you're in a, um, let me see. Oh, this is the part where you're actually making your way up a hill and you can go left or you can go right. If you go right, you end up seeing a man who's getting ready to hang himself. And you have the opportunity to save him. And I'm pretty sure if you go to the left first and you see him um, down below, um, it'll be too late at that point. 
Um, so if you go right, um, the big brother um, can run up to him and grab him, and the little brother can run up to the top and, and untie the rope so he doesn't hang himself. And this is another part where, like, the, I guess the game gets really dark because um, you only see, like, a, a blanket and, like, some limbs sticking out from underneath the blanket. Um, and that kind of implies, you know, those are this guy's family and their house is like in shambles. I can't t- I can't remember if it's burned down or it's just, um, you know, just been. I don't know. Oh, devastated. To the foundation. It's it got burned. Yeah. And so, um, after you save the guy, you have the opportunity to go down and find like a little music box. And if you take the music box back up to the guy, um, you give it to him, and he'll play it. And it'll play music, and then you'll see the the screen refresh, and there will be like two little memorial grave headstone type things that the guy has made for his his family, um, and then you can continue on to the next section. Did did y'all do this part? I completely missed that. I saved. Him, <laughs> I did I go over there and that. saved him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd saved him, and I thought that was the extent of it. I didn't know there was anything else you could do. Yeah, you go around the tree and then like into the house or I guess outside of the house where it's kind of fallen down. Yeah, there's like a little side thing for it. But yeah, this part was where the the game really started hitting me because, you know, I didn't cry for that one giant that we killed earlier, but I almost cried for this guy's family. Hey man, it'd be like this. Dude, this kind of like, um, what's it called? catch anybody in a way that they weren't expecting like up to this point you wouldn't think this game would go into suicide and then you just kind of turn this corner and all of a sudden this dude is like literally about to hang himself yeah i i could say i don't think i was expecting yeah i guess i don't know it it deals with some dark stuff early on i guess with with the death of their you know their mother and just kind of like the grim state that their father's in but yeah i don't think i would have ever expected that though like it had been whimsical for the most part up until then they're like there's a whole part with the wolves it's a little bit darker but like even with the giants or whatever that was it was still quote-unquote fun in games up until that point i i honestly think that the seriousness kind of ratchets up once you have those sequences where you can't die you know like, leading. I mean, I guess you technically can die in the second chapter, but like it's mostly that third chapter when you're in that you know you you can get killed by wolves or you can get mauled by those trees or I feel like that's kind of where they kind of make it a little bit more serious, especially too because like we were saying, chapter two has the the happy ending, um, but uh, from then on it, it gets pretty dark. And uh, I, it only gets darker from here. Well, I, I guess there's not much that's darker than suicide, but like some of the puzzles and just like some of the consequences and see, like some of the sequences that you see get a lot darker. You could probably say that that's part of the narrative too. Is that once they're in their their town or their village, they're a lot safer than when they get outside of those walls. Like the stakes are high; they could actually die once they once they leave their village. Yeah, actually, yeah. The the further away they get from the town, the 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 more dangerous it gets on damn near. You know, there's, uh, 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, after you save the guy or you don't save him, um, you continue on up the hill and you get to cross a bridge. Um, and that's a, a short puzzle. I think I would consider it a puzzle, but we're not going to, we're not going to dwell on that too much. Uh, it's not, oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but you move across the bridge and, um, you're going up a mountain and you run into like a little, um, it's like a gated area, I guess, where they've got like the goats kind of gated in. Um, I guess they're not wild mountain goats. Is this the um the billy goat thing, or yeah. is this like the yeah. one where they're okay? It's not the treadmill thing. No, 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 no. And so, um, you know, the brothers can go down there and each grab a goat, and then that's when the goats kind of um follow a set path. I don't. I'm guessing you can just hold up, and they automatically just do their thing. You don't have to guide them any any direction. Because um, the brothers will, like, if you have them side by side, they'll end up splitting paths along the way. And eventually the goats will lead you all the way up to the top of the mountain. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting sequence. Uh, just because this is another example of when they kind of show off their, their scenic views. the And you kind of get to take it all in, like, the environment that you're actually in. Because there's less, like, you don't necessarily have to, like, oh, I'm going to, you know die or whatever you kind of just hold a direction your characters will get there and you can kind of take in this view and you're at the mountaintop so they do a good job of like with the lighting and just showing you this these very scenic vistas and so once you get to the top of the mountain you end up meeting this old guy and i want to say he's like an inventor because he's got a lot of these um um contraptions yeah contraptions <laughs> around him um and he tosses you a gear that you have to go and and help lift him up to his little um his little workspace and once you get up here there's quite a few things you can interact with um there's like a little um air horn that lets you play music and causes the guy to dance um there is another part where you can actually, um, if you release the bird in the first chapter, it's another achievement. Um, you can find the second bird in this chapter through the telescope and they get reunited. And I thought that was pretty cool that, you know, how stuff carries over from one chapter to the other. I think you're probably going to be the only person that's got all the achievements for this game. Man. Which is not a knock. But... Well, after I finished the first game, I like looked these up. I looked up the achievements oh, and how okay. to get them. Um, or, I mean, after I finished it the first time. And so I kind of remembered how to do it. it. Like, as soon as I got to each part of the game, I was just like, oh, yeah, I got to do this part and, and um, in order to unlock this achievement. So had some flashbacks. But... um. <laughs> But yeah, you talk to the guy and he ends up letting you use his hang glider. And you hop on the hang glider in order to get across to the next mountain or the next, um, I guess there's like a, a tower across the ravine or whatever is a big gap. Mm -hmm. um, what did y'all think of the hang gliding? I died a bunch. Really? <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay, hold on, you I, can I die? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. How do you? Die? I didn't even know you could die. So, so the first time 
I've accidentally, you, you do this hang gliding sequence, both brothers on either side of this hang, hang glider, and you kind of have to shift their weights and slide them over in order to get the hang glider to turn and everything. Then you get to this one part where these birds kind of fly up out of the trees and they kind of pierce in um, uh, some holes in the hang glider. So your hang glider starts to sink. And at this point, I thought, like I saw a section to The land. mountain in the middle of the path yeah, kind of yeah. had like, you know grass and stuff and it looked like you weren't going to make it any further yeah I, I, I and you intentionally into crash into it and it's like game over and you're wow. like Duh. they, they you got to do like two minutes of gliding <laughs> wasted yep and then so then after that there was that sequence uh so i restarted and for some reason the sequence where you turn into the cave and you kind of have to shift both boys weights to the right for some reason i kept failing at that part where i was doing i guess maybe i was like shifting to much or I don't know like it wasn't like a boy fell off and it didn't look like I hit anything but like I just I would fail and I had like three or four times after that initial time failing where I failed at that particular section I'm like what did I hit and like I think it was like it took me five times to get to the the, the tower that you end up having to get to um, I, I like the sequence I didn't like how long and like I wish you could kind of skip through <laughs> after a while but it's whatever. Like it's on me for goofing. Is there a checkpoint if you die? Or if you no, crash? there's no checkpoint. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a really hard puzzle. Uh huh. I see what you did there. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> I thought about responding, but I needed Trevor to respond first. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. The 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 you get to the the tower, and um, I think this is one of the cooler parts in the game. Um, yeah, this is probably you, my one of my favorite parts of the story. Go ahead, then, yeah, man. This you, chapter, you do it. You do it. All right. This chapter and the next chapter are like my two favorites. So it. as soon as you crash land, um, this part, they actually managed to add another element to the climbing mechanic. And the big brother ties a rope around him and a, the other end to his little brother to create like a tether between the two. And so when you're climbing... You can actually have one of the other brothers let go, and you can swing from from point to point. And I thought that was a, a pretty cool um, addition to like the climbing in this game. Um, so you pretty much utilize that throughout the the tower, in, or in order to get to the tower. And once you make your way up there, you realize everything is like super giant, and you get like this. Um, I don't know, it kind of reminded me of like Kingdom Hearts, like when you're in the, or when you're in like the Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, it's got that feel where you're super small and everything else is like humongous. And it's like, how do I get up to this bird that's probably twice as big as I am? Yeah, and the reason why I like this um, this chapter so much is because when you see all these um, these giant, like there's books and everything around, you can tell like a giant lives here. And you, you know, you assume these ogres or whatever that you helped out in the first chapter are, you know, big creatures. But then you, you see this area and it's kind of, there's a lot of mystery to it. You're like, man, I wonder what lives here. And you almost, there's a little bit of suspense to it because you almost start thinking like, man, this guy's going to show up at any time and he's gonna, just going to wreck me. Um, so 
like when I first played this game, I remember tiptoeing through this area um, because you have to kind of climb up. And once you do, um, well, before I go into the next part, what did y'all think of when y'all when y'all first got to this area? Um, I liked it. I think it's kind of the most, I guess, technical part of the game because it's a lot of swinging, a lot of basically trying to climb up with one of the brothers, make sure that you let, I don't know if anybody else had issues with this, but make sure that you let go of the right trigger that you need at the time. Cause I had a few deaths here just forgetting what brother was on what trigger. Um, but yeah, this is, I like, I actually kind of enjoyed the, I guess it's platforming, but kind of enjoyed that in this area. I, I think this was like the most effective puzzle. And I felt like this was the, um, the one time where I was like, oh, they're, they're doing something with the, like, they're becoming more advanced on some of the, the elements or some of the things that you learned before they're, they're updating them and they're, you know, making it a little bit more difficult. Um, cause like you said, it was like a, uh, improvement on the climbing mechanic when you're just climbing with the two brothers, it's just, you know, grab, let go, grab, let go, grab, let go. But then there was another element added when they tied the two brothers together and then they made you have to go horizontally, then up vertically, horizontally, then up vertically. And like there was a lot more, uh, not that it was like, I think the tricky part still was the fact that the two brothers were switching sides on your screen. So I, I had some of the same instance or mistakes that Greg had where I'm like, which brother is this one again? Okay. Cause I don't want to, you know, uh, release the wrong brother and like lose progress or whatever. So I, I, I still think like um, this was a super effective and I was kind of like, man, why did it take all this long to get, not that it was a long like playtime, but I was like, man, I wish we'd got some of this stuff sooner. You know, I wish it had got this advance sooner rather than later. What about you, Dante? So um, I really enjoyed like the swing mechanic. I know I've brought this game up so many times in the past like couple weeks in the group chat, but Spider-Man 2, like, one of the amazing things about that game and how it does its swinging is not everything is done with just one button. So you have R2 that does a primary swing. When you hit a wall, you don't attach by default. You actually have to press circle to pretty much cling onto the wall, and then from there you can do a wall run or do all this other stuff. But they make it so you have to be involved in the process. And I think this is the one section of this game where it truly shows all of its genius. Where you have this potentially, I don't want to say cumbersome, but there is a deeper version of this game where you actually, you know, you're getting your left hand and right hand involved in a very active way and you're having to think about what you do with one hand before you make an action with the other. And I really, really thought that was amazing when they did that for about five minutes and then they went back to interactables after that. Shade. I was going to say, we did play a swinging game relatively recently. You could have just said Bonk Commando, but you had to go all the way back to Spider-Man 2. I felt that shade too. Arguably one of the greatest movie games of all time. I'm just saying. Um, and I guess uh, I, I go going forward a little bit, being in that tower and like 
realizing the scale of things, like Trevor was saying, how did you guys feel? Like, did you guys react the same way and kind of tiptoe around? Because I definitely thought something was going to pop off with, like, I, I definitely thought it was uh, some Jack and the Beanstalk type situation where, like, as soon as I get close to doing this goal, the giant is going to show up and just, like, wreck me. Did you guys have any of that uh, going on in the back of your mind? No, I was basically speed running at that point. Uh, I didn't really think about <laughs> if there was any, like, <laughs> if there's any danger at all. I just kind of was like, oh, this is kind of fun right here. And so I was just kind of running through it. Just walk into this awesome. man's house like that. <laughs> Savage. I think ultimately, like your your prize or your what you're doing is uh, there's a there's a bird like a a, a griff or was it a griffin? It's like some kind of owl griffin um, creature. That's it's uh, it's actually personal to um, wait. What happened? If you've played The Last Guardian, it's like this game's a prequel to that, and you have your little cat dog bird thing that you ride on here originally. Trevor, you're not going to back me up on this? My bad. I, I, something was going on with my connection. I couldn't hear what Marcus was saying. But, oh, um, see, one, I, I don't say anything about interactables. And I, <laughs> mm. I mean, I loved um, The Last Guardian, and. Sadly, I didn't play it until after um, I played Brothers, so I wasn't able to make that connection. I never played it. I've only watched people play it, so I didn't have that connection. <laughs> That's good. It's a bad joke. I'll admit it. Move on. Um, go ahead. But uh, another interesting thing about the creature that you have is like, if you look around and explore the desk area of whatever is living in the tower um you can actually see like little sketches of the, of that creature so it's like whoever trapped that creature in the cage was like studying it or something oh, that's a weird looking griffin type creature <laughs> yeah at yeah, that's that's another cool thing about this chapter is like there's so much context that kind of makes adds sense to too, the narrative. If you think about it, it's like this is this giant. This is potentially maybe their first time seeing something this small. So it was just like, what's what is going on here? And even a little bit more context, wasn't this creature badly beaten up too, or like ruffled? Or I remember something along those lines. Like, wasn't it like injured in some way? Yeah, so there was maybe yeah, some was type of neglect or injured. abuse going on. But I guess I didn't notice it until after you ride on him and he yeah, immediately dies. <laughs> he was kind of beat up. I guess you see like the the like it looks like blood on his uh like on his wings. Was it like that know. when you flew off? Though? Dante was just speed running. So I, 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 I want to see those seats. <laughs> Um, yeah, but like you, you, you get on it and you, it flies to some area. I don't know. Like I, that kind of like triggers a cutscene, right? And like, that's the end of the chapter it flying. And then you fly off and, or does it, and then it, it lands and you, it dies almost immediately. And I guess that's kind of how that chapter ends, right? Is you getting to this new segment, uh, chapter five, yeah. um, you are now at this uh, area, and this is probably my favorite area in this game. 
because there are bodies everywhere and like not like bodies your size these are giants bodies so this is presumably like the creatures of the size of the the, the creature that lived in the tower this is his crew and his homies because they're huge so like you're barely as big as like a hand you know the, the, the older brother is barely as big as a hand and um their uh their bodies like there was some type of battle that went on so these guys are dressed up as like an army or like soldiers and they're just their bodies are strewn across and like there's like literal rivers of blood like these rivers uh these creatures are so big that they're you know their injuries and they're they're bloodied and they're dead and their blood is um basically turning this art this river into a river of blood and so it is it's very like kind of it's really surreal because you're like crawling around and over dead bodies and like some of the sequences in this are like like in order to pass through segments of this area you have to chop off limbs or like mo- you have to move these bodies and like you're not big enough or strong enough to move them so you have to get creative and like there's like oh well if i we both like kick over this axe it will fall in such a way that it will chop off this character's leg and then we can get further on in the river and like it's and this was my favorite part of the entire game because it was just like man like it almost like not that these dudes are like savage or anything like that but like they had to like i mean they killed that giant earlier on but like these boys like they're seeing death all around them and they're not like i don't know it's really weird because like i mean these they're not they're relatively young and it's just kind of crazy to think of like trying to get around dead bodies and then like oh well the only logical way for me to do this is to you know chop off this foot or like get this bow you know shot and shoot this ogre in the head so then it can fall off and then I can you know progress further uh or this giant or whatever how how did you guys feel about this segment and I'll I'll start with you Greg because I know you said you really like this chapter as well um yeah I really liked it I I guess the thing that was that I liked about it the most was just kind of like the scale of it but also I was and I guess you don't really get it answered but I was curious as to what actually went down here right just trying to go through the environment and figure out why are these, you know, soldiers so big, you know, what exactly were they fighting, you know, just trying to, I guess, see what I could figure out just by going through the environment, I guess. How'd you feel about it, Dante? I mean, did you like the sequence? It's a complicated question. Like, on paper, I like it because it's one of the more unique and definitely one of the more standout sections, like, There's no way you go through this game without vividly remembering this section where you're like cutting off the leg of a giant with another another giant's um, axe and stuff like that. But at the same time, it was just this kind of weird tonal juxtaposition. Like the game had been getting darker and darker, but we're literally getting to port like a part where the brothers are literally shimmying across a waterfall of blood and just have collateral blood on their body. 
And I thought that was What about cool. you, Trevor? How'd you feel about it? Yeah, this level definitely, or this chapter definitely made a, a huge impact just because of the context of it. Um, because I think, like, sometimes when you play games like this, you can go through a level and you're so busy trying to complete the puzzles or or whatever um, the game throws at you if you're not if they're not puzzles and you really don't even pay attention to the context of the environment and this game kind of forces you to because you know part of the environment is is the puzzle like you have to get around these bodies and i don't know this this part is a this chapter is just another part of the game where it just kind of like wakes you up and it's just death like all around you know, you. pay attention to, <laughs> to what's going on around you and it's crazy exactly because <laughs> i was i was like trying to figure out you know exactly what these guys are fighting because you can look at their um their uniforms or their armor and mm-hmm. it looks like they're all a part of the same faction so you know i'm wondering what could be you know, their same size. I, I, I kind of, I like them. the fact that there is no, and you never find an answer either. I like that. It's kind of like, you're these two boys on an adventure. And like, one of the things I don't like about like movies sometimes is like, okay, uh, you're on this adventure and then everybody that you meet along the way has the same goal or you can just kind of persuade them to help you out. And so, like, everybody that's... And it, granted, it's a movie, but, like, everybody is always, like, focused and has the same goal. And, like, I, the thing I liked about this game was it's just, like, there wasn't some overarching, like, grand, like, like bad guy or anything. It was, like, you're on a quest to save your dad, and some people will help you. Like, I, I, I'm assuming, like, that, that giant that helped you, he only helped you because you agreed to help him with his wife. So, like, there was some type of, you know, commonality there. But then, like, these characters that you run into, they have, like, these whole-ass other lives. And there is some type of battle that you don't need to know what happened. Like, you just need to get to where you need to go to, you know? And I did I did like that about this game, where um, I have a lot of questions about the battle, but, like, I'll just never have them answered. I can just, just make up own answers in my head. What about you, Dante? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, not only that, but they also, they hint at some stuff. So, like, not jumping too far ahead, but the next thing you run into is a cult, and you, it's kind of implied that the cult might have done this to some extent. And, like, the crazy thing is, these, this cult is, like, your size. They're not, they're not giants, you know? And it's, it's actually kind of interesting, too, because they're kind of almost pinned as, like, Mayan or, like, you know, like, South American-style, like, cult. Yeah, like, they have blood rituals and sacrifices and stuff. And Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, yeah. They're, they're literally you know, sacrificing it, some woman slash girl. Um, and you guys, it's kind of almost, it's, it's weird in a way, because, like... And I get, like, I don't see how, I don't know, it, it may, almost makes me feel a way, because it's like, the boys run across this cult of savages that don't look like them, and now they want to save the person that looks like them, but they had no issue killing 
the the troll or the, the giant, and they had no issue, like, chopping off these giants. Like, people that didn't look like them. But the moment they run into somebody that does look like them, it's their duty to help. And the... Man. To be fair, this is a human sacrifice. Hold, hold on now. So, I don't want to... I don't want to get too far into spoilers, but is it really spoilers. a human sacrifice? <laughs> or but do you get what well, I'm point you're assuming? Assume. Like, yeah. You didn't have to kill, I mean, I guess technically you did. When you imprisoned that, that thing, like, they didn't feel any type of way about having killed, you know, that troll. That, and that dude was just doing his job. Well, they were, they were actively trying to get killed, sure. essentially, like... The troll was going to come I, yeah. after you and kill you. It was just kind of weird. Where but, it was no, just no, like, I get what you're uh, saying, they, too. They trip, so what the, the, the boys do is like, okay, they see these figures, um, like the, their god, this, this, these savages deity, and they're like, oh, I have an idea. Let's, let's cover ourselves in the blood. You get on my shoulders, the younger brother gets on the older brother's shoulders, and we're going to walk... And we're going to walk up to these savages and make some weird grunting noises and kind of make the shape of their deity and kind of like, oh, they're going to worship us. And then we're going to use that distraction to untie the girl and go. And it's just kind of like, damn, like, it, yeah, it worked. I don't know. Like, it, it's just, it work? like, where did these dudes come from? Like the, these savages, like what, like, <laughs> it was just kind of, man, like, of course they got to, you know. Show up the brown folks, so it just made me feel weird seeing that part, doing that part. That's understandable, I think. Yeah, I don't like. I get a hundred percent what you're saying, but there was a lot of blood leading up to that part, so I could see them like being like, "Oh my god, this girl is about to die in the worst possible way," because it literally looked like a saw level. Going up until that, like, sacrifice stage. But in the end, you do rescue the girl. Yeah, and uh, you rescue her, and then the savages chase you, and uh, you guys end up fleeing on a boat. And that leads into the, oh, that's a happy ending, right? <laughs> the chapter ends with you saving a girl. I guess the ending's kind of happy. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. The part leading up to that Um, isn't very happy. But uh, so then this the sixth chapter starts. It's like the ice world or whatever, the water slash ice world, and um, this this was probably actually my least favorite section of the game. Um, You are in like a rowboat, and it's you and your brother. Each of you are a different uh, oar. And you basically have to row on this frozen lake and you have to avoid icebergs. And there are these jumping, like, killer whale-style-looking creatures. And you kind of have to avoid them to reach the shore. And then uh, there's, there is a sequence in this where um, uh, the, the turtles, did you guys run into the turtle sequence? I know Trevor did. No, so I, I walked it, past it. What, what does uh, the I turtle do? You're talking about though. I assumed it was mandatory. You don't do this thing that we're about to talk about. Oh, nothing. I mean, I mean it just gets them all oh, no, together I, I, and they they're happy. 
No, but like how, you, the turtle has to get off of that platform to progress, like, or at least it so, looks like that if you do the turtle puzzle. God, I even no, you um, you end up shimmying around around that platform. Yeah, there there's um something. Yeah, you shimmy around the platform, but I didn't know if the big turtle did something. Like if you didn't help it, I didn't know if it tried to attack you or something like that. But um, it's like kind of crying, calling out. And if you go the opposite direction, you see these three turtles, and there's a puzzle sequence, as Dante alluded to, thanks Dante, um, where you have to basically reunite these three baby turtles with his, its mama. And um, that actually did feel, like I didn't do a lot of these achievement things, but that did feel like a puzzle sequence, you know? Um, and I... Uh, I did that part, but I was just wondering if the turtle like did something. If you didn't, I didn't know if there was like some repercussions if you didn't do the the segment. But um, you uh, get past that section, and you're you're with this girl the entire time. By the way, I should mention that. And then she kind of you guys get up to this the city. Uh, this this it's almost like a fortress city. So there's a big wall like uh with a moat, um, almost like a castle. Like think of like. Yeah, like Lord of the Rings. And there's a catapult outside of it, and you guys launch yourselves into the um uh into the city, and then uh you are kinda just trying to get through the city, and then you find out, oh, there's a invisible yeti that is lurking uh around in this area, and it's kinda interesting because like the the you just see a shadow you hear it and you see the footprints, but you obviously it's invisible, you never see it. And uh, you basically, as you're progressing through this little town, um, there's different, like, frozen... Like, there's a lot of... This is another instance where you don't really know what happens. This this entire town is, like, uh, covered in snow. And, like, uh, there's something that that, uh, went down. What's up, Trevor? So, one of the things I kind of... This is headcanon um, that I thought of was like you see a lot of people or a lot of these snowmen like the people who are covered in all the snow outside of the the fence almost as if they were running away and didn't make it and then you of course you don't see anybody in the town like there's a few people um that you see covered in snow so part of me you know believes that maybe they were all fleeing or something like that and they they saw something coming to their their village or their town and decided to flee. It's almost like it. the opposite of Mount Vesuvius or whatever, you know, how like all those characters are like frozen in time, like covered in ash and like whatever the thing they were doing, that's what they were doing. This is like that, but instead of it being ash, it's like them frozen, just solid. Um, but I do like it as an instance that you don't necessarily know what happened and you're like, oh, this is very interesting, but you just, um, you'll never find out. But, uh, the 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 sequences here is uh, when you when the yeti creature comes close, the three of you. I mean, you're only controlling the two brothers, but the girl she kind of shows you what to do. You kind of pose in the same pose that I don't pose in the same pose. Yeah, um, that whatever frozen character you are uh, standing behind is, so that the way the yeti doesn't see you. And ultimately, you get to the end of the, the edge of the town, and the yeti finds you guys and he rips the roof off 
the um, the building that you guys are hiding in, and you have to run across. It triggers this sequence where you have to run across this bridge, and you guys are kind of split up. And uh, this is <laughs> I died a bunch of times at this sequence. This was like when I had to. Um, in my head, I had to, like, reset my mind and, like, okay, I'm controlling two different characters. I got to do two different things independently because the younger brother kept getting caught for me. Uh, did, did any of you guys have the, any trouble with the sequence where the brothers were split up in there had to run across the bridge away from the Yeti? I had that same issue with the little brother because it's like they start the little brother a couple of steps behind the big brother, and he always gets caught on, like, that first obstacle. And I remember. That. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. I'll, so, I didn't so know at the end of this year. level, you're hiding inside of a house, and the yeti ends up. Um, no, no, no. We know what oh, you're okay. talking about, but we. Just, I didn't hear anybody mention. I didn't hear anybody mention puzzles. So. Well, I mean, I you know Marcus, I when he when he started talking, he's like, man, I had to like. I was like, is he going to say yet or consult a fact or something? Hater. Hater. But yeah, the um, this part I kept getting caught. Uh, the younger brother. I had the same issue Trevor dealt with. and Ultimately, I passed it. And I think you get to the edge of the bridge and that yeti's too heavy. And he ends up falling down to his death. Um, hey, you kill another savage. Um, another body. And another then, um, body. At that point, I think the girl, um, she seems pretty grateful, so she kind of, like, hugs the brother, the older brother. She she makes some type of... Bruh, 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 bruh. Oh, I forgot we about something. We need to go back just a little bit. <laughs> so, did... Did anybody notice... I know what you're going to say. When she does this super jump across this ledge, when these... The brothers, you have to, like get from one side of the town to another and like one oh yeah yeah i'm over this thing and it's kind oh, of a yeah, long process yeah. she just freaking does this like 10 12 foot jump across and that's when like i know some things so i'm like oh well this was foreshadowing for some stuff but... and another part where she like does a, a cartwheel and backflips over another obstacle yeah, she's pretty athletic and acrobatic. I didn't even think about that. Because the entire time when you're following her, she's like booking it. She's way ahead of you. Like she's running really fast. Those cult, that cult must have been super savage because how do you catch somebody like that? But to be fair though, the boys are damn near like the spawn of Ezio with like the being able to climb and like stuff like the way they were able to do it. Like super seamlessly and just hopping from ledge to ledge so like i almost like i can can forgive greg for missing it because like everybody in this game seems pretty (laughs) pretty capable um but uh yeah you this this girl she embraces the older brother and i think she says something maybe kisses him on the cheek and from then like it's 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 game over he's like he's all about her so, like, the younger brother's like, yo, we got this. She kind of, like, seductively goes into this cave and, like, the younger brother's like, bro, we got this this mission we got to do. But he's like, chill out, man. Let me go Let me go hit this real quick. Uh, let me go knock this out. And um, 
he uh, he follows her into the cave, and so the younger brother has no choice to, but to follow her. So you're like on your hands and knees, and you're crawling through this cave, and then like <laughs> you start seeing like webbing and stuff. And you're like, what's going on? You end up hitting this drop, and you're just landing in the spider web, and then you're like, whoa, what's going on? There's these cocoons here, and then the girl just ends up transforming into a freaking spider. <laughs> She's like a half-human, like the, the torso up is human, but then she has like spider legs and everything, and gets a huge, like, was it thorax or spider butt? <laughs> and uh, it, it was... Uh, hey, and, <laughs> That's what attracted the big brother. That's the big button to smile. <laughs> um, but, uh... Yeah, you um, you guys get I think caught up in a web, and I think she guys she gets you guys in this big ball, and you kind of bust out. I don't even remember how do you guys get to the, the the actual encounter? How do you go from the cave to the actual encounter? So like so, left and right. Yeah, you That's pretty right. much have to swing right. and and loose yourself from the. So uh, exp- and that oh, brings us it. to the explain second it. non-boss of this game. Whoa, 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 whoa. This, this is a boss, so, battle. boss battle. Really? I mean, really? Really? <laughs> no, no, no. Somebody, yeah, go ahead. Explain. Wants to talk. I'm going to let you finish. Okay, so um, the older brother is actually out of the web completely, and the younger brother is still caught in the web ball that she wrapped you up in originally. So, essentially, the older brother just has to pretty much bait her into attacking him a little bit. And the younger brother has to go to one side of this circular arena and pretty much use his web ball as a pinball, knock her over, and at that point, the older brother pulls out one of her... Spiders have eight legs, right? Or is it six? I think it's eight. Is it? Hold on. Well, I think she only has six legs. legs. I guess they count. They count her arms. Yeah, as legs or limbs. Uh, But yeah, um, what was I about to say? She, um, she doesn't seem to catch on to the trick. And that kind of like after the second one, I'd have been like, "Yo, you're not getting any more of my arms this way, or legs, or whatever." But she keeps doing it, and she is left yep. limbless. But I thought before you do that, doesn't she? Doesn't she... Okay. No, her strategy doesn't change. Eventually, I mean, she stops even trying to like. Yeah, hit that's you, really. she's she's, kinda... she starts to whimper. Yeah, like, like, she gets slower. Like the first four legs, then she only has two left, and they're kind of positioned in a way that she can't really go anywhere. So you just bop into her. She doesn't even attack you, and then um, you uh. You just easily rip off her legs, but I thought something. Ha- I thought the the thing happens when you rip off the last leg, or before you do that. All right, we'll explain it. It's no, at the last. Leg. And I want to say, dude, no, no, I, nobody else wants to feel comment like on this, this boss like, fight is epic, more of a boss engaging fight boss fight. <laughs> you don't no, do anything with this. The, I guess you do something with Maybe. both brothers in this one. You don't really do anything with the second brother or the the older brother in the first boss encounter. 
At least the at least the first boss encounter, he only <laughs> fell for. She it had no times. choice but to fall for it after the fourth first four times because she couldn't move. She couldn't go nowhere. I don't know. I, I did. You're not wrong. Okay, so if you add both, I feel both like those this one was more of like a three traditional boss encounter. fight than the other one, personally. But like that's it doesn't that doesn't matter. Um, how, how did you feel about it, Greg? Yeah, yeah. Um, about that fight overall, I'm calling it a fight. Jesus. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I guess it it was fine. Um, it, it, uh, I don't know. I really don't know what to think about it at this point. Cause it's Say like, the truth. <laughs> it, it was okay. Like at, at that point, I guess me in the current state playing it, I kind of know where the game's going anyway. So it's kind of like. I was just trying to get to that point to see if my feelings after this had changed at all, or if it's still kind of affecting me the way it did. So (laughs) So when I think of a boss battle, (laughs) I think of strategy, um, attack patterns. Don't check that Uh, box. I mean, how much more do you I mean, need? If we're being f- fair, Dante, like maybe I mean, a little bit. Of, you don't necessarily need to switch up your attack patterns in order to be a boss fight. Bowser and the Koopalings. The... Bowser will change at least the stage. Like in Super Mario sixty four, the platform changes a little. What about bit the Koopalings to you make it a little bit harder to knock them into those bombs on the corner? What about the... Yeah, she but can. they'll at least like they'll move faster or something. Like this is an anti-boss fight. Throw boss like fight. another magic. Everything thing that you know about boss fights getting more difficult. This flips it on its head. Exactly, subverting the player's expectations in every possible okay. way. Okay, with, with the scale of this game too, like what? What yeah, kind of a boss in mind, battle? You can only move and do an action. What yeah, if? Okay, I'm, I'm going to play armchair. I'm going to play this game. We're going to do Armchair Designer. What if we did something with that cool swing mechanic way back, like, three chapters before, and it's like, you got to escape from the spider, but you got to move fast and do all this stuff with your hands and get away. I'm sold. Or I'm use sold. a spider's webs and swing into it. Or something <laughs> like that. Go on. See? This is why Joseph Ferris should... Join me. We can both say F the Oscars because I'm not a movie fanatic either. And we'll develop, I don't know, just something else. We could be brothers the way out of this game All right. and this uh, joke. Um, ultimately, I think when you're ripping off the last leg, she has one final, like, F you, and she shoots, not shoots, but she kind of, like, pierces or impales the the older brother um with her leg through his like torso his ab his abdomen section and he's like obviously like gets very injured she dies um you know uh and your the younger brother in, in, like runs over to his side and basically uh you basically help him out for the rest of this chapter you're kind of like he's hobbling and you kind of have to help him hold himself up and you guys are basically um you get to the tree as soon as you leave the cave you get to the tree that you were searching for 
Uh, and uh, so you kind of like set the big brother down and the young brother, he has to climb up this entire tree by himself. And it's a huge tree. He has to climb up this tree and basically fill this canteen with the liquid that's inside the tree. And um, uh, what's up, Greg? Oh, well, you, I guess you can keep going. But what I was going to ask about is like, um, at this section, I guess, how did you guys feel this being the first time that you only control one of the brothers? Like, how does that that make you feel? Is that I didn't even think about it. And you say what? Really? What? That was the thing that just struck me the most at that point because it just feels so weird at that point to, and even though it's not like a long game, but it just kind of it, it it hits you a little bit like, hold up, I'm not using the other stick at this point, right? I, it, no, like I'm pretty sure, sh- or maybe it's just me. No, it's it's totally apparent because my first thing was like, yo, can I control? It's not little brother with the left about. Like I, I'm pretty now? sure I did the first time I played, but I didn't think about it like, this time. So I'm yeah, skip me. Like when I was playing, it definitely felt like something was missing. And I think that's what they were kind of going for, is that since you are using both sticks, like, like while I was playing, even when I wasn't controlling one brother, I still had both thumbs on the joysticks. And, like, at that point, when there's nothing you can even do with the left joystick, it just feels like there's, there's less there. Yeah, you just don't feel like it's, like... You have all your controls, right? <laughs> yeah, like I'm. Tr- I'm not trying to make it sound cliche and all that, but you know, I was I was missing a part of myself. That's, that's pretty much know. what it felt like. Um, but yeah, you you fill up this canteen with the liquid, and you have to get get back down the tree, you slide down, and everything. And then by the time you get down, you realize that you see the big brother. He's slumped over. The older brother slumped over, and you realize he's dead. And you try, <laughs> you try to force the liquid down his throat, but he's dead. And um, you end up, it, it, he's like, you know, obviously super hurt. You know, he's crying and just, you know, like his brother died. And um, he, uh, I think it cuts to a, a, a cutscene or whatever. And then, uh, or it fades out and then fades back. And there's like, you see him, a cutscene of him digging a hole. And um, getting caught up, uh, digging a hole, and uh, you end up having to uh, drag his brother into the hole, and then cover him with dirt. And like I, this is, a, I I did feel this this part. Um, I noticed. Uh, I was like, damn, like this was super super drawn out, and I, I think it's <laughs> the entire process is super like. It's it's sad, and um, how how did you guys feel about just this sequence and even just having it being so long and drawn out? I'll start with you, Greg. Um, so this time that I played through it, it didn't hit me as hard as it did the first time. But like the first time, like I, I don't really get like emotional about games or anything like that. But it kind of hit me, like I I almost felt it. Like you know, you kind of get the the feels at that point. But like. This time I still, I felt bad about it and you know, it, it's super effective, but, um, it definitely didn't have the same impact from like the first time that I played it. What about you, Trevor? 
Yeah, everything about the scene just feels heavy. Like the music that's playing, um, like it even slows your character down. So you're kind of moving at a very, it's, it's like your character is dragging his feet and you're moving at a, a very slow pace. So it's just like, I think they combined a lot of different elements to make you feel like how heavy this, um, this scene is. What about you, Dante? You know, it's, it's really weird. I pretty much agree with Greg to a T as far as like the first time I played this game, I remember having this very emotional reaction to everything that went down. But this time I just didn't have that. And that's very strange for me. Normally I, like if I rewatch something, I still have the same, I don't know, emotional response for the most part. But this time I didn't. So I guess that's a little puzzling. <laughs> I don't. I actually don't remember. I know. I know. But I don't want to. You see what I did there? Thanks a lot. Um, I actually don't remember uh, how I felt about it. Um, but it was very like just the slowdown, like Trevor said. The characters walking really slow, and like there's a whole lot of like. To, to to deal with you know like you're you're doing this as the younger brother like this your older brother's been with you you know helping you out along the way and like it even becomes more apparent afterwards um you uh you end up getting picked up after you bury your brother uh by a bird another one of those owl gryffindor uh, griffin uh style creatures and it carries you back to your town, and you get there um, in the middle of this storm going on, and there's this section where you have to swim, and you immediately just start reverting back to your old ways. But um, what does it, what what do you do again, Trevor? Like, how does he get past this section? Um, you basically end up having to. I think you hold the left trigger, which is what you would normally use for your for the big brother, and it kind of invokes the the, the strength of the wow. big brother. Uh, wow! And, and he... <laughs> wow! <laughs> Timely references. The deep cuts, but uh, but it's it oh, it allows <laughs> it allows him to. Swim. <laughs> It allows him to swim all the way across the water, and I think you do the exact same thing for um, the part where you have to climb up. Um, you hold the left trigger, and the boy is able to like do uh, like this Jackie Chan leap off the side of the the um, the rock and and jump That's up the ledge. Reference. Yeah, and uh, you end up. Uh, what's up, Greg? Um. I just had another question about this section. I guess the reason why I end up talking about this part the most is because I think this is kind of the the big payoff and like one of the most like the biggest things of the game is just kind of. So I noticed even when I was playing through it this time that um, at this section of the game there were times where I found myself still trying to use the left analog stick. Like just I would notice it and then I would just think to myself, why am I doing this, right? And it's just kind of I guess that's just kind of how powerful like the the point or the message of the game is right like that i just found myself just still trying yeah, to use the left analog I, it was kind of i know 
you, you might have to remind me about this, Dante, but, like, isn't this the part of this game where it, like, all kind of sinks in? Like, the heaviness of this, of what had just happened, like, right? This is definitely supposed to be that profound, like, moment of self-reflection and, like, just the epiphany of it all that you needed your brother all along and now he's with you via the actual mechanics of the game through the left trigger, which I I think is a very cool effect. Um, The second time around, though, it it doesn't hold up, and that's not a critique against it, but definitely, like, the first time you play through this game, that's kind of one of those things that sticks with you. I'm not going to lie. It's almost like the plot twist. I came to this game when I first played it the first time. I came to it after knowing what you know, what's going to happen and everything. I didn't have that. I, I cheated myself out of having that feeling. And I just, like, obviously the second time I know what's going to happen. So, like, I feel like I've robbed myself of ever feeling that feeling with this game. Where it's like, man, like, it, it, it's the, the entire burial process and just, like, everything leading up to this moment is super heavy. But then knowing what he was going to have to do in order to get to back to the house, it was just kind of like, damn, like, I wish I hadn't listened to that podcast where they talked about this. And then I would have been able to, you know, like, feel this for myself versus having other people talk about it, then me see it afterwards. So I kind of robbed myself of that experience. So we should have a spoiler warning beforehand. (laughs) <laughs> for this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoops. I think everybody knows what they're in for at this point. Um, yeah, you end up making it to your to your dad and, you know, giving him the, the medicine. And I, I believe it's the, uh, <clears throat> the next day and the two of you are at a grave, that, that initial grave uh, site, and you see a second tombstone, presumably, you know, your brother's tomb. And I think it kind of pans out with the dad just breaking down and just being super uh, grief stricken, and then the 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 younger brother just being like just manning up and just kind of like he's sad, obviously, but he's just looking very solemn and just kind of like you know like I can't I can't grieve anymore. I've already I've already done this too much, and he's he almost it's almost like a coming of age moment for him where he's like went on this big adventure and. And in the end, he learned how to swim. And, yeah. How do you guys feel about the ending? Let me kick it to Trevor. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I still have the same feeling as the first time I played it. I was just like, this is a very impactful game. And this brother, you can tell that he's been changed for the rest of his life. Like, I think it still leaves with that yeah, same yeah, feeling. Yeah, definitely. It just... I guess I, uh, I guess I was, I was, I was dismissive. My bad. I, I was dismissive. But uh, yeah, like he definitely grew and he matured because I could see, like you know, how he started in the beginning of this game, where it was just like I'm going on an adventure with my brother and I'm gonna play pranks on all the town folk and I'm gonna break things and like he's definitely not that same kid. Like where you started, chapter one, chapter two to. You know, the end of this game, he's definitely not that that person anymore. Um, wh- what about you, Greg? Um, 
Yeah, I kind of have the same feeling this draft where it's like a pretty powerful ending. Um, you know, and I think it's it it's kind of fitting how, you know, <clears throat> throughout the entire game, it's he kind of has this dependent or codependent relationship with his brother, or or almost like he he needs him. It comes like kind of seems like he needs his brother more than his brother needs him. But it's kind of like towards the end of the game and this in this scene in particular. It's like he's being the support for like his father at this point because you just kind of see him just break down at you know staying at the the grave of his his wife and his his uh, older son. Um, so that just that part was like what about you, super Dante? powerful. The second for me. time around, did you did it sit with you? I I think it it's still a good ending ending regardless. I definitely felt more stuff the first time. But I think they pretty much stick the landing with it. It's definitely a very good last shot, if nothing else. And you do get to see that entire character arc come to a close with the younger brother. Alright, so um, I guess that that's the conclusion of Brothers of Taylor's Two Sons. Um, ultimately, I guess... I'm not alone when I'm saying this, but I think for the, we all like this game, and even even a we don't get the same feelings we got with the second playthrough for the most part, but we did like the game, and uh, there's right. right? I'm, I'm I'm waiting for you guys to chime in. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I think everybody yeah, generally yeah. liked it. I think we we all think it's, it's a good it's game. A, it's a good game. It's a game worth checking out. Um, did you? Maybe not great. Maybe not as highly acclaimed. I think it does some it really cool things. I think it, we we do like the um, the the atmosphere, the environment of this game, and the um, a lot of the views. They're 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 really good looking. Um, and there are moments in this game uh, with some of the the uh, double rope puzzle, and like that sequence with the the giants and uh, at that battlefield. Um, I think uh, as Dante would say, the quote-unquote boss fights leave a little bit to be desired. Is that is that a fair assessment? I don't want to put any words in your mouth, Dante. Yeah, I think so. You know. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I, I mean, um, my words have yeah, already this been was a, expressed. This was a good choice, and uh, I think we're all glad we played it. You got anything you need to say? Before? Go ahead. I got I got something. Playing this game, like, I know we focused, or at least I was critiquing the gameplay, where this is primarily a story-driven game, or at least, from my impression, they were, they were more focused on the story than the actual gameplay. I don't even want to say that, because you wouldn't even make a game where you control two people at once if you weren't at least somewhat focused on gameplay. But... I could only imagine what Nintendo could do if they were the ones like doing this with the Mario and Luigi, the or they OG did. It's brothers, Superstar Saga, the Super Mario Brothers, if you will. Superstar Saga. And they developed a game, huh? Oh yeah, there's Superstar Saga, that but that's still primarily like an RPG. I want like an action game where you control them both at once, because just their adeptness with game design and how to make mechanics work in really profound ways 
I think they. Can the one thing I will say about this game, uh, we probably maybe hammered it a little bit, but um, I think the game play is a vehicle to deliver the story. So I do think that the story is the focal point, and just the experience of like that moment when you realize, oh, it's just me, the younger brother, and I'm by myself now, and having that. Like Trevor said, that that second person taken away, that 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 control taken away from you, and having to like experience that, I think that was like the thing that they wanted to do, the thing that they set out to achieve, and I think that everything was a, a means to get to that goal and like set that up, almost like kind of how we said with Phoenix, right? How it was made backwards. I think they had like an overall story that they wanted to tell. But they wanted it to include this, like, how can we take the control out of the player's hand and make them actually feel that in a way that they hadn't felt that before. And I do think the game, like, even though it's my second time playing it and I knew what to expect and I didn't have those feelings, I do think that that was what they were trying to achieve. So I don't want it to say that, like it may have been a quote-unquote better game to have more immersive gameplay, but I do think that the developers of this game did achieve what they set up to achieve, ultimately. So I don't think that, uh, even though we are kind of, you know, obviously armchair developing this game and, like, critiquing and saying what we think could be improved upon, I do think that they did successfully do the things that they set out to do. We were just like, man, I wish this was a little bit more immersive in this way, or I wish that there was like a little bit more puzzle, like uh, complexity or something like that. But I do think that they, everything that they set out to do, they did do, right? Would you agree with that, Trevor? Oh yeah, most definitely. Like, I think if they had been a little bit more ambitious, it probably wouldn't have been as tight of a story as it is. I can see that. I can see that. And like I'm not I'm not saying like I agree with you Dante like I do wish that this game did have more compelling puzzles. I I think I think I'm getting a little bit misinterpreted like when I said I wanted like the Nintendo version of this game. Gotcha. gotcha. That didn't mean I didn't want this game or I didn't understand what this game was going for. Gotcha. This was just saying like if Nintendo made a gameplay-focused version of this, I think it would be amazing. But the story would be nowhere. Like, Nintendo doesn't really... They tell yeah, stories, yeah. but I, I not get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Manner. I do think... I I mean, honestly, even, like... What if you even had a co-op experience with, like, something of this, like... Puzzles with the, co- with the secondary person? I think that would be awesome, too. Right? Like... Go on. Go on. What if what if you had loot boxes and one person had to open one side of the loot box? Nope. nope. And then the other person I, had I pay two fifty, you pay two fifty, we get a loot box. And I can wear the pants, you can wear the shirt. <laughs> what if you had a hundred brothers drop in? Go on. <laughs> Could you build things in this game? And they were all celebrities. Like building things in my games. Um Yeah. And I think that will conclude our discussion of Brothers. Um, Be on the lookout for a bonus episode uh, 
talking about a way out or the game Trevor just was speaking of. Um, we'll try to maybe get that out. We'll we'll get it out this month. We just don't know when yet, but we are we're that's something that's in the works. Um, and I guess with that, Greg, do we have any emails? Fingers crossed. Dang. Uh, that's gonna be a negative, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but if you guys have uh, you know, any feedback or if you guys want to interact with the show at all, <clears throat> you can reach us at. Uh, miss checkpoints at gmail.com uh, you know that's where you guys can find some us heaters. some heaters uh, some heaters yeah. coming y'all way you know get your so. oven mitts ready alright <laughs> get, get your oven mitts ready you know alright or if they or want if they to interact, interact with, with us, us would you, would you, go ahead go ahead in other ways um, we have a poll going up for the second fan game yep which will be played in May I I think the poll's already up on the page. Twenty uh, seconds. So when our next episode goes up, the uh, our transistor episode, we will have. I think on that episode, uh, when that, that day that comes out, if you go to the page, you will see the calendar for the next five games we'll be playing. But before I get too far ahead, uh, thank you everybody for your submissions for the May game. We received a lot of games. Um, and uh, like we did last time, we each of us chose a game or two uh, that most appealed to us um, or that we wanted to talk about. And we each submitted that as a vote or as a, a nominee. And um, now the poll is up. And as it stands right now, the football, excuse me, uh, the, the options are uh, I chose Advance Wars. Um, Trevor chose two games, Doki Doki Literature Club and Gunpoint. Dante chose The Evil Within. And Greg chose Yakuza Kiwami, which is the first, I think it's a remake or like a, yeah, remake the original. Yeah. Yeah, basically a remake of the original Yakuza. It's been live, uh, Maybe about. I'm not changing the results. I'm gonna, Bro, don't try to you change mean, you the mean results. You mean say what the results are right now, as it stands. No, I was gonna no. say it's been live for. But about it sounded like that's where you were going, saying. though. I just don't want people. I'm like, worried. So okay, I won't say. But right games. now we have eight votes, and it's looking pretty dominant for all but one game hasn't gotten voted for. Uh, it's looking pretty dominant for one of these games right now. I think it's, uh, I'll just say the numbers. Uh, one game has one vote, another game has two, and the other game has five. So, so uh, I'm not going to sway anybody anyway, because all these games will be fun to play, and we'll have good good discussion regardless. But, uh, you know, exactly. I don't He's not trying to advance guys, his agenda. So. <laughs> you guys are evil. Well, you're gonna be hey, within man. this game I don't in May. Have, I don't want. I don't. I don't even know how. Oh, I could have said something with gunpoint, not Doki. Damn, I missed opportunity. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, man, right? you really yakuza that up. Um, but yeah, so uh, 
make sure you go to the the page and uh, vote in that because we definitely want to hear your guys' feedback on what we should be covering. And um, yeah, and then uh, in addition to that, uh, on the 22nd, when we announce the winner, we will also announce the next batch of games. And we've already, I'm not going to spoil it, but we've already got our four games, and I cannot wait to present those to you guys. We got a pretty good batch of games, a really interesting batch of games, and I feel like uh, some of you guys that I do know that listen to this will be excited about it. So be on the lookout. Uh, April 22nd, we'll unveil all of the winners and the games that we'll be playing. Um, so with that, uh, Dante, where can people find you? Um, I'll probably have something up on my blog pretty soon. Dante cool, thinks cool. out loud. Uh, great, where can people find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Boombox Hero, uh, Facebook same uh, Boombox Hero, and on Twitch at Twitch.tv. I just want to say he says all that, but in actuality, you'll probably just find him on Discord or Steam playing Street Fighter. So let's be honest, that's where he actually will be. (laughs) Um, Trevor, where can people find you at? You can find me online on Xbox Live, PlayStation Network. All right, and you can find me on Twitter at potatosalad.com. Just potato salad. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I wish. but um yeah so you got it like that that, um we are miss checkpoints peace